Hello, everyone. Welcome to Answers for Life with Pastor Shelley, where we take life's difficult questions and give biblical answers using the Word of God. I'm your host, Noah Wagner. We are glad to be back in the studio. We took a little bit of a, of a break over the summer. Um, we had a, a lot of things going on this summer, as, as many of you also did. Uh, church becomes busy during the summertime. Uh, and then also with uh, some post COVID stuff, trying to figure all that stuff out and and look and really assess what does church look like? What does evangelism look like? And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today uh, on our podcast, Answers for Life, where we're going to ask the question, what does a Great Commission church look like? Um, especially as as we've said, looking into the, the modern era in, in America, looking at uh, through COVID, what does the Great Commission church look like? look like. Now, we've got a, a quote here from Plato. We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of, of life is when men are afraid of the light. And that is this era. That is this life that we're living. People are afraid of the light. So Pastor Shelley, what is a Great Commission church? Well, in 2021, to find that answer in 2021, what does a Great Commission church look like? We need to go all the way back to first century and look at Antioch and the church uh, in the Bible in Acts chapter 11. That's our answer. That's one of our answers of what does a Great Commission church look like. Yep. Anytime you, you have any sort of question, that's why we always say answers for life. Where's the answer found? the Word of God. That's right. And that's where we're going to answer the question. So we're going to look in Acts chapter 11 and see what is a Great Commission church. What does that look like? When we look around at our all the problems in America and around the world today, we think that it's all new. But if you go back to, the, to Antioch, this Roman city, the third largest city in the Roman Empire, what you find is a large city of around 300,000 people, and it was full of pagan worship, prostitution, sexual immorality, and all the things that come with the Roman culture. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was a pagan society, like you said. It, it was a lost society. Um, these are people that are living in darkness, and they need light. And so looking at the church in, in Antioch, we can see how light came to that area, how their church was a great commission church, and then how we can take those principles and look at how do we apply those to the great commission church in 2021. That's right. So we have these characteristics that we find in Acts chapter 11 of this church that will help us today and the first thing we find out about this Great Commission church called Antioch is that it was gospel-focused. It was always about the gospel. And their claim to fame is Antioch, those believers at Antioch, were the first to share the good news of the gospel with the Greeks. That's right. They were the ones that were being the light in the darkness. Mm -hmm. They were the ones that were that were showing the the Greeks. I mean, there were there were some evangelistic efforts in the Gentiles mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, maybe even the Samaritans, the, right. the half breed Samaritans. But nobody had really focused on the Greeks. But Antioch comes into the picture, and they're a church that says, "No, no, no. We're going to make sure that our church is gospel centered." And the gospel reaches to all people 
including the Greeks. There was a debate at that time, a theological debate, on whether a Greek, a Gentile, could even be saved. Mm -hmm. And these believers realized that the gospel was for everyone, all who believe. And the Great Commission Church, this characteristic, is a church that is focused on taking the gospel to every tribe, every nation, every people. That's right. The gospel being that Jesus Christ came to earth, the, the Son of God, God himself, came to earth, loved us so much that even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, Christ died for us, was buried, and then rose from the dead. And so a, a Great Commission church is a church that has that gospel message at the center of everything that they do. It is the, the message that they go and they share um, within their church, but then also outside of their church to all people. And you know what happened, Noah? When these believers began to faithfully share the gospel with Greeks, guess what happened? What happened? They got saved. The Amen. scripture says a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. That's right. The gospel, if we are faithful to preach the gospel, people will respond to the gospel. That, that's exactly right. Especially if we truly understand the, the ramifications that come with the gospel. The, the fact that there are people who are far from God walking on a path that is leading them to eternal separation from God in a place called hell, understanding that the gospel is the only way, Jesus is the only way to, to solve that problem. We should be people who care so much about other people and care so much about the gospel that that is the main focus and main priority of our church. The second characteristic, Noah, is a Great Commission church is a graced grace-focused church. Now, what I mean by that, so all of a sudden, Greeks are getting saved. The Jerusalem church said, what's going on in Antioch? They, they were real surprised at this. And so they take a young man named Barnabas and said, hey, go down there, check it out, and report back to us. Mm -hmm. He goes down. He, he goes to the church, and you know what he finds? He's, this is what it says. He finds the evidence of grace the evidence of the grace of God when he walked into this church. Now, mm -hmm. what does he mean by that? The evidence of the grace of God. He walked in there, and here are these pagan Gentile Greek culture raised in idol worship, raised among prostitution and sexual immorality all their life. And he walks in there, and he sees a changed people. Mm. They were changed. They were no longer living the culture of the Greeks or the Romans. They were living for the Lord. And he said, look at the grace of God in the lives of these people. This is the second characteristic. A great commission church is a church of believers who have been changed through the power of God through his grace. Mm, that's and that is the gospel, you know, to, to have a transformed life, to go from death to life. What greater change is there? And to see walking into to the church of Antioch, Barnabas, first of all, known as the encourager, walks in and, and is encouraged himself because he sees people whose lives have been changed by the gospel. The gospel-centered church, the grace-centered church, and people's lives being changed 
because of the gospel. That is a great commission church. You know, when you walk into a church, and heaven forbid that uh, we see this too often, but if you go in a church and the church looks just like the world, there's no power and there's no purpose in their existence. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, we are light in a dark world. That's right. We can't be darkness in a dark world. We are called to be light in a dark world. We are taught, called to be the salt of the earth. If we're not that, we're useless for the Great Commission. The only way that the Great Commission uh, is reached through our efforts is when we become changed by the power of God into light. That's right. And the beautiful thing about this, the beautiful thing about the gospel is that all people can be changed. You know, Jerusalem hears hey, what's going on. The Gentiles are coming in here. They're, they're, what's going on? Well, they have a changed life. And, and we see evidence of this all the time where people will say, well, I can't evangelize to that person because they'll never get saved. Oh, heaven forbid. Uh, I, can't, I can't tell Jesus to, to this criminal, this drug addict, because they're always going to be a criminal or a drug addict. What? Right. Saul was a murderer of Christians. And God Jesus changes. changed his life. Absolutely. You know, I was a dirty, rotten sinner, and Jesus changed my life. The gospel can save anyone. A Great Commission church is a church that recognizes that grace extends to all people. It is for all people. The gospel is for everyone. God loves everyone, and we need to be people that go and share that grace with other people. A Great Commission church is a church that has evidence of the grace of God in in those believers, That's in right. those pews. And you walk into that place and said, look at Jim and look at Susie and look at John. Look how God has changed their life. That's right. And they have a testimony to back it up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, those are two of the characteristics of a Great Commission church. The third characteristic... Is a Great Commission church, Noah, is a discipled-focused church. Now, this is what happened when Barnabas saw the grace of God alive and active in the life of these believers at Antioch. He knew something needed to be done. And so he left, and he goes and finds a new believer named Saul, which we know is Paul, Right, brings him back to Antioch, and they stayed there a year, a year of their life, discipling those new believers at Antioch. Don't you tell me that discipleship is not important. It was so important to Barnabas and Saul, Paul, that they gave a year of their life to come back to this church to disciple these new believers. You cannot have a Great Commission church without an active commitment to discipleship. That's exactly right. Discipleship is the, the, has to be a priority within the Great Commission Church. I mean, the Great Commission itself that Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20, Jesus came to them and said, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make, make. disciples. 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you, and surely I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. Make disciples. If you're a church and you're not making disciples, you have a bunch of baby believers within your church that aren't growing. You have a bunch of baby believers that are still uh, getting the milk and they're not on meat of of the word of God. That is not a great commission church. You have to have discipleship. You have to have uh, Bible study. You have to have growth within your walk with Christ for you to be a great commission church. And a lot of times new believers are missing the discipline Mm -hmm. of prayer, reading the Word, studying the Word, sharing the gospel, and even attending and fellowshipping with other believers. And discipleship develops those disciplines in the life of new believers. And if you do not do that, then these new believers become a become a, a carnal Christian. Mm-hmm. They become a Christian in name only with no power. That's right. And, and the amount of people that we see in churches that are old, that have been in quote-unquote Christianity for a long time and are still basic in these principles— that the, the reason is because there's been no discipleship in their life. And so we need people pouring into their life from, from when they get saved, but if not, starting now, to disciple those people to learn. This is why we have our, our D groups here. We have disciple right. groups that, that meet um, there for a year. So looking just at, at Barnabas and Saul, they stayed a year for discipleship. Each of our disciple groups, are they last a year. They're gender specific. They're three to five people. Uh, sometimes sometimes we, we breach Maybe into six, more. but uh, we try to keep it around that time. And, and we read the Word of God. We journal through the Word of God. We meet together. We keep each other accountable. We memorize the Word of God. And then we go and we share the gospel with other people. That has to be a priority in a church that wants to be a Great Commission church. Noah, we know that the discipleship of Barnabas and Saul took root and worked because the Scripture tells us that they were first called Christian at Antioch. Now, that word means a few things. It either means little Christ, Christ people, or followers of the Messiah. We know that Christ is... is is Messiah, Mm -hmm. same word, Greek, Hebrew. And so we know that the Jewish community would never say little Christ, little Messiah. So we know it's not coming from the Jewish community. So who gave them this nickname, little Christ? It was the Greeks, the Gentiles in Antioch outside the church that gave them that name. Now think about that. They saw these new believers, these disciples believers, and they looked at them and they identified them with Christ, with the Messiah, and called them out by name. Boy, if if there is evidence, what what a great compliment for a believer, for an unbeliever to identify you with Christ. Yeah, and and as we know, it it came across... Uh, from them as as mockery. They were right. trying to mock them, but I guarantee that the the Christians who were there would have heard that and said, that's exactly what I'm going for. I Absolutely. am trying to look like 
Christ. I'm trying to look like Jesus. That is discipleship. We want to identify with Jesus, and that's what we're attempting to do. And so they're identifying those people, those Christians, with Christ. That's exactly what they were trying to do. And that's what a Great Commission church looks like. A Great Commission church looks like Christ. That's right. Man, that's pretty good. I I like it. One more. Number four. A great commission church is ministry focused. So the last part of the story here about the church at Antioch, there was a famine in the land and Jerusalem church was in trouble and needed help. And who steps up to the plate? Throughout scripture, we know of one, the Antioch church. They stepped up to the plate. They saw a need and they say, let's meet that need. And they helped to take care and gave gifts to Barnabas and Saul to take to Jerusalem to minister to that need. A great commission church is about ministering the love of Jesus, being the hands and feet of Jesus to a lost world and to other believers. That's right. And and that's exactly what Jesus did as well. Absolutely. I mean, throughout his ministry, he is the gospel. Like he is the the word of God in flesh, but when he went and he shared the good news, he met it with sharing and helping meet a physical need. And so part of the church's job is recognizing seeing, okay, there are people who need help. We have resources to help Namely, we have the gospel, which is the greatest help, but then also if we can meet a physical need, that is the goal of the church, is to help minister to other people the love of God, the word of God, the hands and feet of Jesus, uh, that that we're gospel-centered, we're grace-centered, we're disciple-centered, and all of those meet and culminate in that we go and we help other people. According to the Scripture, these four things make up a great commission church. My prayer is that we will be this church Mm -hmm. here at First Baptist Bonifay. I I pray that every church that's listening, every member of a church, every pastor, that they will go back and read Acts chapter 11 and say, I want to be that church in 2021. That's right. And and even if you might be sitting there in, in your car or Um, on your elliptical or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and you may say, well, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a church leader. Well, you can take these principles and you can go, one, share it in your church. You know, our goal is to get Great Commission churches. We want to become Mm -hmm. Great Commission churches, but we also want to become Great Commission people. And so to take this, we can apply these same principles to our own personal life and say, man, Noah needs to be gospel-focused. I need to be grace-focused. I need to be disciple-focused. I need to engage in discipleship. And and then I need to go be the hands and feet of Jesus everywhere that I go. And in doing so, hopefully, I'm helping identify my church with the gospel, with Jesus. And Noah, I would be glad any church that would love for me to come and and present these four principles of a Great Commission church to them and to their body, I would be more honored to come and lay that out for them. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for for hanging with us. I know we took a a little bit of a break, but we're back now. Our plan is to, we've got a couple more podcasts in the works that we're hoping to to get out to you soon. 
Um, so, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you guys share this. Leave a review if you haven't yet. Uh, let's pray really quick, and then we will uh, sign off. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every listener, every person that is tuned into this broadcast today. Lord, our desire is to be a great commission church. Help us, Lord, over the barriers. Help us to stay focused on the gospel. Help us to focus on the grace, how, how you are in the business of changing lives. Grace focus. Help us to disciple one another in the Lord. Help us to be ministry-focused, Lord, so that we will be your hands and feet in this dark world. Lord, I pray for each church. I pray for each individual. And Lord, we pray for all the COVID patients and mm-hmm. everyone that is battling COVID today. Lord, we ask you to take this dreaded disease away from our country and our world. Lord, we ask all this in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Shelley. Thank you all for tuning in, listening. Again, leave a review, share this podcast with somebody uh, that that needs to know what it, what it looks like to be a Great Commission church, a Great Commission Christian. And then always remember, Jesus is the answer.